Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know Him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who He's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. What I wanted to do was I wanted to go to a verse of scripture that you know we all know, um, and I want to kind of reflect on this whole idea of a mindset of gratitude, a mindset of appreciation for what God has done, but also, what are you looking forward to, right? Like, is this just like a routine? Okay, I'm getting my resolutions ready. Or uh, is your posture thinking about, well, you know, I wish this had happened this year, but this didn't. And I asked God for this this year and this, had, this didn't happen. Let's assess our mindset as we exit this year to make sure that we are positioning ourselves to be in the best mindset come the next year. And I think that would be good. And I think Christmas is a beautiful reminder of the faithfulness of God and that when he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. And we don't always understand his methods, his plans. We don't know how he's going to do it. A lot of times he heaps that to himself because that's his business, right? That's his sovereign business. And all we got to do is trust and, and obey and, 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 and just keep following the path that he's put before us. So all that to say, let's go to Luke chapter 2. And I'm going to read verses 18 and 19 there. Then we're going to go ahead and... Just share and just flow today. Luke chapter 2. Let's start at 14. Let's go to 14 and go all the way to 19. And I'll be reading in the Amplified Bible here. So 14 says, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among men with whom he is well pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying one to another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem. And see this wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. And when they had seen this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were astounded and wondered at what the shepherds told them. 19. But Mary treasured all these things giving careful thought to them and pondering them in her heart. 19, I'll read that verse again. But Mary treasured all these things, giving careful thought to them and pondering them in her heart. That's what I want to talk about for the next few minutes. So as we said, all of us have experienced this year up until this point. Else we wouldn't be here right now. All of us have a testimony, at least up until this point. Else we wouldn't be here right now. And just using this story as a backdrop, we all know the story. Mary, a young virgin, uh, minding her own business, happens to be in the lineage of David in line with what God has planned to do through her life, unbeknownst to her necessarily. So there's an aspect of who Mary is, an aspect of who Mary is going to be that she doesn't know yet. She's just living her life, right? Like many of us. She's living her life. And one day she gets a visitation from an angel. Oh my goodness. She gets an angel visit tangibly, like a real one, not like a dream, not like, like, a, like, a, like a visitation from heaven. 
she gets this angel to come to her. We know the story. I'm just telling it like this for a reason. She gets this visitation from an angel, has an experience with God. And the angel gives her a message from God's point of view about her future. The angel visits her and gives her an indication that God's been looking at you, that God sees you, and that God has a plan for you. Let's stop right there. I think it's really important for us, as we have gone through all these different seasons, even in this year, that it's important that we recognize the visitations of God in our lives. I think it's important for us to recognize and be able to put our finger on when God actually spoke to us, when we had a visitation from God. That visitation from God may have come through an issue that you struggle with this year. That visitation from God may have come through a conflict. It may have come through a blessing. It may have come through something that you heard or said. So I think the first thing that we need to start to really slow ourselves down and thinking as life tries to get us to just get in this routine of going and going and going, first thinking about the last time I had a visitation from God, the last time I, I, I can put my finger on God being involved in my life. Like, did I notice God's faithfulness? When did I notice his faithfulness in my life this year? And then when understanding that when God visits you, it's not just about that moment. When God speaks to us, it's not just about that moment. When he answers the prayer, it's not just about that moment. It's not just about that, that situation. God's answers are potent. They're loaded with uh, indications of his plan for you in the future. So Mary has this like visitation and he says all this stuff that she can't believe. First thing is, wow, you know, why me? What's the big deal with me? I mean, it just really makes me think about how much we are actually on God's mind. You, you, you ever think about that? Like how, how much God is actually thinking about you? And we want people to think about us. You know, it, it feels good when we have friends and all these other people. But the creative universe is thinking about you. Like you are on his mind. The Bible says that you are imprinted on his hand. Like a tattoo. Like you belong to him. He's that concerned that every time he looks at his hands, he, see, he sees you. Just think about that. Like that's how close you are to God's mind, heart, and, and, and what he'd like to do. So Mary finds herself in this situation. And it gets me to think about... Um, how amazing God's plan is for us and the aspects of it that we don't know that constantly cause us to doubt that he actually is involved and actually cares about us. Now, God's plan for Mary was so important that he had to visit her because it wasn't about her, it was about the world. So there's another point that we need to think about. God's plan for you Everything that you've been through this year is not just isolated to this is what 2020 is, or this is what my family situation is, or this is what my life is. In some sovereign way, it is connected to God's greater plan for everyone who he wants your life to impact. Just think about, think about that. I was, and I said I was going to reflect like this year, what was it? Was it April when, when I found, when we found mom, right? Up until this year, I had no idea who my birth mother was. Like, I had, I had no clue. Like, the, at the beginning of 2020, I did not know that God had a plan to reveal one of the uh, most monumental moments in my life a few months down the line. 
And I spent so much time as I was growing up wondering why he's keeping this sovereign secret. But yet, I had a visitation when I was a young child and several that caused me to take this path that I'm on of ministering on his behalf with him having a sovereign secret that he planned on blessing to reveal to me at a point in time. Sounds familiar, right? You think about Mary, right? Just minding her business, being a good girl. Just doing what she has been destined to do until that moment when God says, okay, this is another piece of what it's about. Now, I love Mary's response. Mary's response is, first of all, she asks some questions. I want us to kind of understand that God is not afraid of our questions. God wants us to be curious enough about him to ask questions that we don't understand, but then have the humility to be like, if you don't answer it, that's because I'm not ready for the answer. And I think a lot of us can get into this like mechanical walk with God where it's like, okay, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to do what he says just out of doing it. And there's no understanding. And then there was no understanding. Then you just end up doing a routine and the routine gets old and stale. And then your relationship with God gets old and stale because it's based on just doing things without understanding. And then you find yourself down the road without a real relationship with God. And it's the same thing in our natural relationship. There's no way that we could be married or have friends or have children or whatever without communication whose end goal is understanding. So Mary asked questions. How is this going to happen? Wait, what, me? You sure? And what about me? See, and, and what that does and what her questions do is her questions bring her into the reality of the moment. So before she can really say, yes, it will be according to your word, Lord, she had to try to understand the parts that she could grasp because when God visits her, she also is going to have a responsibility to help in that work come to pass. So there's this whole idea of, as you reflect on this year, and God's blessings, and God's provisions, and what he's done, and what he hasn't done, and what he's blocked, and what he's opened up, and what he's tapping on your shoulder for you to do, and you haven't done yet, or the things that you've started, but you're getting discouraged about. Understanding that there needs to be a communion, a communication with God throughout that process for understanding, because the understanding is for you. God already knows. He knows his plans. We don't. So in order for us sometimes to be able to grasp and move forward is we got to say, God, what's up? I, I don't understand this. What, what does this mean? Make this clearer to me so that I can have the, the faith and love you with all my mind. Remember that? Like this is aspect that we need to open up to God. So she asks, you know, how is this going to happen? And then the Lord begins to explain it to her. And even the explanation is not humanly possible to grasp. So this is the part of the humility part. Like there's some things that we pray for this year. There's some things that we were hoping for this year. There's some things that we were believing for this year that we didn't get an answer to. You know, it's just, that's just the way it is, right? But there's some, there's also some things that we got an answer to that we probably just overlooked because God is just so good. Or because it wasn't the big thing that we, it wasn't the big, huge thing that we prayed for. So it's kind of like we 
we overlooked it. Or even more like God is God's been working on it the whole time, but he's working quietly and you can't see him blessing you in increments towards that big prayer. Because sometimes we get caught up in our lives, we get caught up in all this stuff. So anyway, Mary has this visitation from God and she gets her mind involved into it, where she now begins to communicate with God based on her lack of understanding of how God is going to do it. Based on her lack of understanding how God is going to do it, she worships God with her questions. She begins to worship God in prayer with her questions. So I guess this is like a challenge to us in this season because it's very easy to look at the year and look at what has not happened yet or to look at what has not been accomplished yet or feel like you're in the same place. But I think the challenge that the Holy Spirit is saying is, well, have you worshiped the Lord with your questions? Questions not why, God, haven't you done it, but questions like, well, God, what are you doing? See, that's different. It's different to ask God what he's doing than to say why you ain't doing, what, what, like, what's going on? Why, why? It's a posture of you're still God. You're still on the throne. You still said this to me. You still visited me. I know that. That part I know. So my question is, God, where are you and where am I? Are we on the same page? Am I on the same page with you? Because my expectations have been my expectations. Are they even remotely close to you? That's worship. That's prayer. Prayer is not always, give me, give me, give me, Lord. Lord, Lord, help, help, help. Sometimes it's God. I, I, I don't get this. But you're still God. But I don't get this. I don't know what you're talking. You're talking in another language. I don't get this. I'm tired, Lord. I, I, I'm, I'm worn out. But you're still God. I want to hold on. I don't have the strength, but you're still God. See, that that's the kind of realness that I'm praying that our relationship grows to as we're going forward. That it's not a religious excursion that we take every Sunday. A break from our reality to just give God his time. But that God is involved in all the aspects of our life and all the questions of our life surround the sovereignty of God. And that if he doesn't answer or if he doesn't move or whatever, we still keep him in his place as God and trust that because he visited you, because he blessed you, because he's involved in your life, that means he's still working. That means he's still got stuff going on your behalf. So Mary does something really, really powerful. And here we are. This is, this is the whole point of this um, and tying it into just this year in our life. Mary, after she gets that visitation from the angel, she begins to see the evidence and confirmation that that visitation from the angel was real. She begins to see that I had a visitation from God. God spoke to me. God says some things about me. God says some things about my future. God said some things through the word, through that my relationship is growing. I'm seeing the evidence that what God said is actually real. Now, I don't have all the understanding, but I have evidence that he actually spoke to me, that he actually hears my prayer. That's where I want to be for the next couple minutes. Have you been able to trace throughout this year, through God's answers to your prayer, that he actually did answer them? And what does that mean? That the God of creation answered your prayer. 
out of the billions of people that's on this planet and all the other creations, known and unknown, the creator of the universe answered your prayer. He got involved in your life. And what does that mean? Is that just uh, an answered prayer? Is, is that just, because sometimes what, what our mind does, and I and this let me just tell the truth. There's times where I know in a season, man, God, that was you. I know that was you. I know that was you. I know that was you. And as time goes on, was it you? Right. Huh? Am I? I'm not the only one, am I? But wait, 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 hold on. Maybe that was coincidence because I don't hear nothing from God right now. I don't see nothing. Now, you, nobody could have told you that it wasn't God when it happened. But now that things got tough, God went silent, you got depressed, situations happened in your life, and it's like, we start questioning everything. And this is why the Bible always says that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind or, you know, forgetting that all of our benefits. So what were all of his benefits? So what was Mary's responsibility to this visitation? What is God saying your responsibility to his goodness towards you this year? What is your responsibility to everything that you have experienced that brought you to this moment that God was involved in because he was involved in everything, the good and the bad stuff? What is our responsibility? What was God expecting Mary to do? Well, the first thing he was expecting Mary to do was to believe that it was God talking to her. And, and, and upon believing that it was God, and, what, and see, let, me, let me stop right there because I'm getting ahead of myself. Believing that God is talking to you sometimes requires us to ask questions to make sure that it's God. And, and this this whole, and I'm challenging because this, it's very easy for us to get into like this passive relationship with God where we just let things happen and we're not actively involved in our relationship with God. We're not actively praying. We're not actively seeking God. We're not actively thanking God all the time. It's not active. It's just as things happen. In any relationship that's on autopilot is doomed for destruction. So sometimes getting involved with our relationship with God just means seeking understanding. And that understanding that comes is going to be worship that opens up your mind to see God as God. Mary never questioned who God was. She questioned how things were going to be done. But she 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 didn't question who God was. She she knew that God was talking to her. The second thing that she did was she started to see the confirmation like I said. She started to see, okay, well, there's some come okay, so God is going to birth his son through me without my husband. Okay, how will this be? Well, the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you, whatever that means. Okay, fine. So I'm going to just show up pregnant after I experience this overshadowing. Okay, fine. This is hard to believe. I don't get this. This doesn't make any sense. But is God telling me this and nothing's impossible with God? Okay, Mary gets pregnant. Mary gets pregnant now. And now, Everything is starting to happen. Shepherds and all this other stuff. Now other people are starting to hear in the wind what God told her in private. So, and there's so much in this. I, I could probably go all day in this because I think it's so reminiscent of how God moves behind the scenes in our lives and how big God's plan is beyond our everyday. And this year for us, and for me especially, made me really think about like, man, God, how big is your plan for little old tiny me, that you would have went through all of these things to get me here, to have me just be 
where I am, with who I am. And I was, you know, we often say, like, if one thing went different, this would not be happening right now. And I know I'm not the only one. This is what I'm trying to say. And I'm trying to help us to see the, the sovereignty of God. Like the moment that you're in right now was exactly the moment that God wanted you to be experiencing right now. If your parents didn't meet that one, I mean, I mean, I, maybe, maybe, I don't know if I should go into a little bit or what. Maybe I, I will. So obviously you guys know I was adopted and the situation, even the circumstances surrounding my actual adoption was crazy with my adoptive parents. So my adoptive parents, my mother and my aunt, who actually adopted me, were from the Dominican Republic. They came to the United States around like 26 year old as au pairs. So my mom, who was called to a house in Westchester, Mount Vernon, Mount Vernon she came with her sister. So they both came from DR together. One was stationed in Mount Vernon. The other one was stationed in Long Island. And this was before I was even a thought. Through random circumstances, about seven months later, so they were separated when they first came here. Didn't know the language, came here on a sponsorship, didn't know anything about America. Not even speaking their language, like I said. They get separated. Now, if, we, if you understand the reality of that situation, it was very easy for them to just take separate paths because they were in, we who know New York and West, you know, Westchester is, is quite a ways from Long Island, especially if you don't know where you are. No, Long Island feels like a different state sometimes. Okay. So seven months, my aunt, who I call Tia, was stationed at this house in Long Island and she didn't really like the situation. So she, she, she called her sister at Mount Vernon and asked her sister to talk to her, what do you call the people who sponsor? Yeah, yeah. her employer. Her employer, yeah. <laughs> to talk to her employer, and I messed the story up, please help me, because uh, I messed stories up. To talk to her employer to see if there by chance might be any space for her to come to Westchester. Now, let me tell you the situation. My aunt had a two-year contract with the lady that she was in, and she's asking for an out seven months into the whole thing because she just doesn't like it. Well, it wasn't that she did. Well, I mean, like technically, it, it was. Yeah, well, so what? Yeah. Well, I mean, because I, I, I don't want it to make it to relegate it to just, oh, well, I'm just, I didn't like it. No, 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 no. It yeah. was stuff she, going on. I mean, yeah, she yeah. was working hard, yeah. but, you know, she was homesick and she didn't have, you know, that connections mm -hmm. that she had with her sister. So she yeah, wanted she to said, be reunited. I want to be reunited with my sister. Right. But that's not, that clause wasn't in the agreement. Right. So anyway, Tia's situation, her employer could have been like, well, you have a two-year contract, so after two years, I'd be more than happy to let you go with your sister. But for right now, seven months in, I've already paid for you to be here. You need to, pay, you need to be here. That wasn't what happened. What happened was Tia's employer was like, sure, you can go be with your sister. And from that moment on, my parents, or who would be my adoptive parents, would be together, which would be required for them to even think about adopting a child. Yeah, not together, together, but, but yeah, not, yeah, in to this have, climate, in this have climate, right. more than one income right. and to have right. like another person <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. Right. right, not that kind of together, but yes, yes, like that, together in that way, okay? So, and, and the story keeps going on and on and on. I, and as I think this year has been such a, an amazing reflection of how God works things 
on your behalf and stuff that you'd be complaining about, stuff that you're like, this is not fair. And we focus on the deficiencies of their circumstances and the things that we don't have that everybody else has that we deem as normal. So a mother and a father in a house and, you know, uh, uh, you know, a, a certain status, a certain socioeconomic position, a certain job, a certain raise a certain way, not raising the projects, but raised somewhere else. Now, whatever our situation is, it's very easy for us to look at those things as isolated disadvantages when at the end of the day, all of these ingredients are God's choice for your life to cause you to have the story that he can show his glory in for his purpose. So looking at this story, like even before this year, I had a story. But what God was going to reveal to me was there's still more to what I have done for you. And then that is an indication that there is more that I have for you because I never stopped working. And all those times that you were crying and, and depressed and wondering and asking me and even doubting me and questioning my love for you and why my life is this way, this is what I've always had. This is what your path looks like from my point of view. This is what I'm doing through you that you don't even realize is happening. See, God likes to bring things full circle. He's author and finisher. He don't like loose ends. He don't like undone things. When he says something, it's accomplished. Amen. That's what that means. I will tie it up. Amen. If I said it, I'm going to do it. Amen. That's what amen does. That's why we say amen after every prayer. That's why we say it because close the loop. Amen. No word is going to come out of me void. Whatever I say I'm going to do, I'm going to do. And that, that is also my purpose for your life. But once again, what is our responsibility to that? What, 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 is, what is our responsibility to God's purpose and plan for our life? Are we just on a cruise ship that's on autopilot and we just do whatever we want? No. Our, our responsibility to God is to first believe that he's actually involved. Secondly, to participate in that story. Which means communicating with God is asking for understanding, seeking him. When he tells you something, wrestle with it. Entertain it for real. Make it a part of you. If he's speaking to you, listen closer. If, if, if you're praying for something or you believe in God for something and it doesn't happen, don't start questioning and, and wonder, oh, God don't care. Think deeper that God always, and this, and we always, I said this in the very beginning when we first started, these devotions, there's some things that are just standard for me. God is always good. God is always right. And God can't lie. If those are the pivotal foundational things of every, how I see every situation, good or bad in my life, then I'm keeping God where he needs to be. And everything else will adjust. Hmm. So this is a challenge like, and I hope, I hope we're receiving this, that and I mean, we're using our story here because it's kind of like, Man, I, I've just been blown away by, by just the story. Like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have my beautiful wife. I wouldn't have these kids. I wouldn't have family on both sides now. I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't even be here. I wouldn't even be here. I shouldn't even be here if it was not for the grace of God. Hallelujah. And I think all of us need to think back on our lives. And you have a similar story if you allow God to reveal that to you. That 
God wants us, and, and this is a prophetic word that we um, were listening to last night, and it really connected with us, that how God wants us to leave this year is ingratitude. Like the posture of your heart should be gratitude as you're leaving this year, especially. And, and I think God has given us all enough to be able to do that. So last thing, what did Mary do? The Bible says Mary did something really important. And the Bible also tells us that she does this. Mary has a habit of pondering on things. So what Mary does here in verse 19, after she sees the confirmation of God's goodness, the confirmation of what God said, the shepherds, and, and all these other things that are evidence to the fact that this child that God has birthed through me has a purpose that's greater than me. The Bible says that she treasures all these things and carefully thought and gave careful thought to them, pondering them in her heart. Now, when you think about that, that is kind of like what we do when we worry. <laughs> That's like the opposite of anxiety and worry. What Mary does is she takes what God has shown her. She takes her experiences with God and tucks them away in a treasure room in her heart so that she can ponder upon them going forward because it's not just about that moment. It's about the future of what God has given her. Think about this. I'm trying to help. Think about this. And I'm helping us. I'm helping me. I'm helping us. I'm helping us. Okay? God wants us to take the things that he has done. When you track God, you, even those experiences that we've had this year, what well, God, I know that was you. I know that was you that healed my loved one. I know that was you that opened up the door for this job. I know that was you that kept me even though I didn't have a job. I know that was you that healed my family member. I know that was you that did this and that, whatever. The responsibility to that is not just, thanks God, that's cool. But it, the, the responsibility is to pocket that away in the treasure room of your heart because it's there. God does it to remind you of his presence in your life as an indication that he has more for you down the road. God is not just wasting blessings and wasting miracles and wasting answered prayers. God is not doing that. Every time he moves and makes himself known to you, reveals himself to you, it's a precious moment of visitation that he wants us to remind ourselves with when the going gets tough. Before you go, we'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart, we shall be saved. Pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I recognize and acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of your grace. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn away from my sins and ask you to forgive me and save me. I make you Lord of my life. If you made this life-changing decision, welcome to the family. We wanna know about it. Connect with us online at www.thelifehouseministries.org or by downloading the Lifehouse app. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.